When you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. And I'm here to tell you, number one, that most of you say you want to be successful, but you don't want it bad. You just kind of want it. Work ethic eliminates fear, you know? So if you put forth the work, you know, what are you fearing? You know you what you're capable of doing, what you're not. You know, if you put your mind to doing whatever you want to do, you know, good things can happen. Because limits, like fears, are often just an illusion. You're listening to the Plunkett Fitness Project. Here's your host, Jamie Plunkett. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning into our podcast today. Um, I got Ryan with me today. We got a couple topics, I think, that we're going to talk about. Yep, yep. Um, But first, what I wanted to do is talk about a topic that came up with one of my clients this week. Uh, It was about developing a routine um, to be successful. And that really goes for anything. I talk to people about this all the time. Um, the most common scenario I tell people is you don't just show up on a college campus and just walk into random classrooms every day. Um, cause you'd end up nowhere. Um, you know, you go to an advisor, you tell them what you want to major in and they, you know, develop a plan for you over, you know, four years or however long it ends up being. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, and then a common thing that I hear with that uh, is, you know, people want variety, whether it be nutrition or exercise. And uh, that's really just an excuse that you don't want to do the work. You know, anything that you want to be, anything that is worth ha- is worth having or achieving is hard. It's going to take work. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, the whole variety thing... You know, whether you want to hear it or not, I think you're just making excuses. Uh, so with exercise, I hear that all the time. I want variety. Well, you know, you need to just stick to the basics. It, it'd be, it would be like having variety in anything else, variety in your toothpaste. Imagine if you had seven tubes of toothpaste, all different flavors, and you had to, and you used a different one every morning. Um, you're just adding complication to life. You're making things way too complicated. Um, the scenario I used with that client is I said, can you imagine if you had seven different cars, all different colors? Right. You know, you get up in the morning, you're like, well, I drove the red one yesterday. Um, maybe I'll drive. No, maybe go to the green one today. But, well, I haven't driven the blue one since last Tuesday. You know, it's just too much shit. Yeah, it's way too much. Um, And what's funny is I think about that, like, when I get up in the morning and I have breakfast, I can't imagine if I had four different cereals and I decide what to eat. I eat the same thing every day. Um, And, you know, I'll I'll let you say something in a minute. Um, The thing is with that is, yes, there are days I want to eat other things. There's days I want to eat pizza. There's days I want to have ice cream for breakfast. But generally what happens, and you learn this through time, is you eat what your what your plan is, and then you don't care anymore about the ice cream or the pizza because you've kind of cured that, you know, you've solved that part of the day or cu- cured that craving because now you're no longer hungry. Yeah. But what were you going to say? Yeah, well, I was going to say, too, talking about the routine <clears throat> thing, how uh, there are so many studies that prove how much energy it takes to, to do things that aren't routine oriented you know i mean you got guys like mark zuckerberg wears the exact same clothes every single day because it's one less thing you have to think about and you know i think that a lot of that it a lot of things go into that i mean even if like if you're on the you know when i was on the road a lot one of the things that makes people so tired when they travel is because they're thinking about things that they don't think about at home 
you know, walking into the bathroom, grabbing your tooth, like all the little, like tiny things you have to think about. They just clog up your brain and they take up space and they mentally and physically wear you down. And so I think anything, like you said, if you can develop a routine and get that habit built, I mean, and that's, and that's really all it is. You either, if you don't have a positive routine, then you've got a bad habit, you know, because if you're giving into, yeah, I want to go eat ice cream for breakfast or whatever. If you do that one day, then you're just going to, that's just going to snowball on, on the other side of the spectrum. And you're going to end up, you, you, you do have a routine. It's just your routine is chaos or your routine, your routine is, you know, a mess. It's not, um, it's not something you have actual control over, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> you know, and my other thing that I think happens when you, you give yourself variety, you know, I would ask everybody to ask themselves, you know, what have you been, name, name some things you've been successful with in your life. And I'll guarantee you every single thing you name had a routine. It had a, a, a method, you know, and you followed that and you executed it. And maybe you made adjustments along the way. Um, but, you know, su- anything that you're successful at has a routine. Um, <clears throat> and generally what I see when people have variety is it gives people too much lenience. Yeah. So, you know, you give people five different foods they can have. <clears throat> you see them week three and now they've given themselves three more foods. You know, well, that one's not, not too bad, you know. And, right. And then next thing you know, what will happen is, and this can go for anything, if you can't measure it, then I can't, the, the person that's guiding you can't tell you how to proceed. Right. Because I have no idea what you've done. Um, so when you have too much variety, then we really don't know what's going on. You know, if you eat, and this, you know, this is my example, if you eat the same thing every day, which is what I do most days, then if I'm trying to lose weight or gain weight or whatever it is, I can look at the end of the week and see what's my weight done. Has it stayed the same? All right, well, I need to take some calories out. So, you know, maybe I'll change the meat I'm eating to a leaner meat, you know, or whatever it may be. Um, all right, I'm not gaining weight like I want to gain weight. And same thing. Well, then maybe I'll have a meat with a little more fat in it so right. I can slowly increase my calories. But if it's all over the board, then I have no idea what to look at and yeah. what to change. It's guesswork. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, and what's funny is most of the things that we are successful at on a daily basis, we have routines. So if you brush your teeth every day, which I hope most people do, yeah, you do it, you know, first thing in the morning when you get up or, or you know, before you head to work or... Or last thing you do before you go to bed at night, but that's your routine, you know. And you use you probably use the same toothpaste, the same toothbrush. Can you imagine if you had seven different toothbrushes? No, I can't. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to use the purple one or the blue one, right? Um, <clears throat> and you know, I'm sure anybody who's listening to this is like, "This is silly," right? Yeah, it is fucking silly, <laughs> and it's it's silly to change your foods. Like, just eat the food. And move on about your day. You know, and the problem is with this is we see food as entertainment. Food is not entertainment. It is a, it, it, at the end of the day, it's, it's how we survive. It's energy, you know, and that, that's what nourishes our body. Right. 
Um, and it's the same thing with exercise. People view that as entertainment. And, you know, not to be, I don't know, I don't think the word's spiritual, but you know what I'm saying when I say that. Not to be, to get into that stuff, but if you're seeking entertainment from food or exercise, you need to take a look at the things that you're doing that aren't entertaining you. You should be doing other things. Like, first, number one is everybody needs a purpose. Right. You know, so what entertains me is work. Yeah. I work a lot of hours every week. I don't hardly do anything in my personal time. But my work is also my personal time. I'm building something. Right. And that entertains me. I don't know if it was the last podcast or if I was talking to somebody else, but when I was... You know, when you're a kid, you know, when we were kids, we had Legos. Right. You know, or if, or if you're building something, you know, um, you know, with wood or, or what, anything you're building, that's how I view my business. So it's entertaining every day. There's, there's always something I can, I can improve. Right. You know, and um, so I would, I would suggest people, you know, if you're seeking entertainment from food, and I'm not saying... Food can't be entertaining, and exercise can't be entertaining. But the majority of your week, your food, the number one priority of your food should not be entertainment. If it is, I can, I'm can. i going to guess you're overweight. Yeah. And that's not a big deal, um, but you just have to change your view of food. Um, you know, and let's see, where was I going with that? <laughs> um, you know, and a, a great book just off the top of my head on that, is if, if you're looking for a purpose, uh, read Man's Search for Meaning. And, you know, whatever it may be, whether it's, it's your kids, your grandkids, uh, your job, or some hobby you have, those are the things that should entertain you, not food. And, I mean, exercise can be entertaining, but it needs to get you results. And if the entertainment is getting in the way of results... It needs to be addressed. It needs to be fixed. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the next thing I like to talk about that, that I'll talk about here is having a system. Right. So, you know, what I do with my clients, they come in, we go over their goals, we go over their current nutrition, their current exercise plan, you know, go over health history, all that kind of stuff. And then I will develop a plan and I'm basically going to tell them their macronutrients. So I've talked about that before. I'm going to tell them how much protein I want them to consume a day, how much fat, how many carbs. And they're going to go out and they're going to execute that. And they're going to execute their exercise. We talk about sleep. We talk about water consumption, all that stuff. And it's really a, a running conversation that we have with clients. But the biggest thing on nutrition is I need them to build a plan based off the macros that I give them. So their protein, carbs, and fat. So what they do is they go out to MyFitnessPal and they enter foods, you know, and they develop a day basically off the foods I recommend and those numbers. And they try to get as close to those numbers as they can, and then they'll send it back to me, and I'll, you know, I'll say, good, keep it at that, or right. make some tweaks. Yeah. You know, and they execute that plan for seven days. And at the end of the seven days, we look at the scale. Yeah. And, I mean, nine times out of ten, they'll lose weight right. if they follow the plan. And so there's a method, basically, is what I'm saying. Well, and that's that's the that's the benefit for people to have a coach or a trainer or whatever, because systems 
and and I know you do this, but you're constantly optimizing what you do for yourself and for your people. So if you, I mean, you're because the and I'm I'm the same way. I love my job and I'm I I work a lot, but I'm knee deep in it. And the reality of it is, uh, I've got systems for pretty much everything that I do, but I'm always looking to make things better, faster. You know, if there's something out there that that might work, then I want to give it a try on myself and then I can, you know, execute it for other people. And I know that's the same, the same thing you do. Like, I mean, half of, if you don't, if you don't have somebody that knows what they're doing, if you don't have somebody that's been down, been down the road, the same way you've been down it, you basically, you're eliminating like the, the missteps, you know, your systems are helping to alleviate or helping people to, uh, you know, they're, they're basically getting to learn from your mistakes essentially yeah and it's, absolutely. it's so important to do that and, and again this is something that's it's extreme it's applicable across the board into things that you're that you're doing but it's just it's so key like you said to have those systems in place and then constantly be optimizing everything every t- every step of the way you know yeah so i'm gonna tell a story now <clears throat> hopefully this makes sense um, I'll, I'll tell you if it does <laughs> And uh, so, you know, if you guys have listened to some of my podcasts, you know, I grew up thinking I wasn't smart enough, wasn't good enough, you know. Um, and then when I was a senior in high school, you know, I bought my first Flex magazine, and that's when I started really believing in myself. However, still for many years, I believed that I wasn't up to par with everybody else. So the way I would make up for that is with hard work. And that's really how I developed my work ethic. You know, it's also from watching my mom and dad. You know, they worked a lot growing up, um, and there just was no other option, you know. Um, But a lot of that was I didn't think I was good enough. So I thought the way I would make up for that is I would work harder than anyone else. Right. And throughout the years... A big part of me being able to work more is I've developed systems. So basically, all I do in my waking hours is work. And I've done that for some periods of time, and I've had periods where I didn't work as much also, you know, because I, I own a business. Um, and now I've gotten back to the point where I'm working a lot, uh, which is perfectly fine. I don't do well with idle time, so I enjoy it. It doesn't make me unhappy at all. I actually, it makes me happy, you know. And and, and when I would be at home not working, um, I would always be like, I should thinking in my head, I should be at my business. So, a lot of days <clears throat> now, I get to work at five in the morning. I get up at three or three thirty in the morning. Um, I have to, you know, clear my head in the morning and relax a little bit before I come in and work. You know, I'm basically waiting on people all day and I enjoy it but it's somewhat um, mentally taxing uh, so I will get to work most days at 5 a.m. and lately I've been working from 5 a.m. until anywhere from 5 to 8 p.m. Right. and I do that Monday through Thursday and then Fridays I work from 5 a.m. to 8 p.m. I close um, and then Saturdays I get here anywhere from 6.30 to 8 in the morning, and I work until, you know, noon or 1. And then Sundays, if a client wants to train, I come in and I train them on Sundays. So 
really where it causes problems for me is getting my personal stuff done. Right. Laundry, um, working out, which I don't really, you know, I really don't make that a top priority. Like, I mean, I do, but I don't. Um, if I did, I would get more sleep and and uh, not work so much. But my business takes priority over my workouts. Um, <clears throat> and really, I probably shouldn't say this, but my workouts, the biggest priority, my uh, the biggest reason my workouts have priority is because it feeds my business. Right. Um, so, um, let's see. The next thing I was going to say with that is, so, you know, getting laundry done, cooking, all that kind of stuff. So I have seriously spent many hours thinking how I can optimize, you know, everything I do. So for the last two or three months now, I've eaten almost every single meal Monday through Friday at my gym. Um, So that's how much I am not at home. And basically what I do is I get up at 3.30 in the morning, I drink coffee, I make my breakfast, I shower, come to work and I'm here till you know like I said anywhere from 5 to 8 p.m. generally when I get home at night and then remind me to tell you a story about how I think about sleeping and I could just I wish I could just flip a switch yeah um (laughs) when I get home at night it's generally you know when we're busy it's like 8 30 at night so I have to shower I have to sometimes eat but I've been eating here lately I have to shower and I have to wind down and then go to bed. So if I get to bed at 9, I'm going to get six and a half hours of sleep. Right. A lot of times when I'm working, when it's real busy, I don't get to bed till maybe 9.30 or so. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting five to six hours of sleep a night, which is not ideal. And I would, yeah, <laughs> I tell, I tell people not to do that. Um, and what's funny is what I was just telling you to remind me about is I have told many people I wish I could just flip a switch and go to sleep. Yeah, no kidding, right? You know, I wish I could just control oh, things yeah, that much. Yeah. You know, and and the reason I think about that to kind of give you my mindset on this is like I just want to remove all the things that I'll say aren't important that I don't view are important. Right. A lot of people will tell me this is crazy. But I'm building something, you know, and it's it's yeah. how my mind works. Right. And uh, <clears throat> so, you know, I wish I could flip a switch and just go to sleep at night. Um, there was something else I was going to say about that that's kind of a crazy thought of mine. Um, I don't know what it was. But, you know, and that was something I was thinking the other day when I was thinking about this scenario with you know, variety. If your life depended on it, it's how we view things. It's perspective. If your life depended on it, would you be worried about variety? Yeah. And all this other shit? Like, it's just, just execute. Stop thinking about shit so much, you know? Um, And I mean, to that thought, that's, I mean, my biggest fear is failing. Yeah. You know, so I mean, that's that's kind of what's driven me to this point, because that's how my mind my mind operates on survival. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm not even thinking about entertaining myself. I'm thinking about making it to the next day and not going broke. Right. You know, which I'm so far from that. 
but but it's still that's just how my mind works yeah you know yeah well um, yeah that's a that's a tough one too it's also you know all the stuff you're talking about here it's really i mean i think we talked about this one time before you know when you're young you might daydream about i don't even know like having a jet or whatever it's like for me it's like the simpler i can make things Yep. The better off I am, yes. the happier I am. And that's it goes back to your, the idea of a routine. It goes back to the idea of systems. And it it, it, it does. It's not, it makes you sound like a lunatic because I'll sit there and look, when I'm uh you know, when I was in Nashville on the road, I had I had a I had a system in place and it was the same thing. I ate, I ate the same thing every day, you know, yep. even if I was on the road. It's like, well, look, I, I was uh I was exercising regularly and I was I I and People would say, "Yeah, you're driving eighty five thousand miles a year, but you know what? I made it a priority. It was that. It was that simple. It's like I would get up. I would because I was. I had a Sprinter van, so I'd park in a Walmart parking lot. I'd sleep. I'd wake up. I'd go to the. I had a membership at the Y, so I'd go to the gym, get, just exercise for an hour, shower, and then be on my way. But if and if the weather was nice, I'd run outside or whatever. But but it was one of those things where it was so simple." That I couldn't even screw it up. Yep. <laughs> you know, yes. you know you, like you take all the the difficulty, and that's when you when you have a plan and a system, then you don't fall into that pitfall. Like, oh my god, I'm starving. It's eight o'clock. I haven't eaten dinner yet. What am I going to yes. eat? Then you make bad decisions, and and then they 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 just compound on top of each other. They snowball, you know, because they talk about how long it. What's it? Is it six weeks to make create a habit? Something like I think it's twenty one days, I, but you, I don't know. You might be, it, I've it, heard twenty one days. I I've don't heard twenty one days too. That's right. It, but it's like it's like a week and a half to 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 lose it, you know, to to flip flop it or whatever. So all this stuff is like, look, man, the variety is great, but there's only so many. Even if you wanted to work out or eat or whatever, when you're talking about that stuff, there's only so many different things that you you can do before it goes back to the seven toothbrushes thing what the hell are you doing you're just you're just making life hard and it's like god i mean we're all it doesn't matter if you're building a business like what you're doing or if you're working for somebody else like we all could use the extra brain power and we could all use a simpler life you know you look at p i used to i mean sit there and be like oh man this guy is a total idiot i kind of i'm jealous <laughs> he just doesn't he's yeah. not worried about he's not worried about anything yes. you know but that's all this stuff goes back to that and it's such a it, if nothing else simplify your life so that you can prioritize the things that you truly want to prioritize you know and, and quit trying to fill in the gaps with things like you said you know having that purpose having that meaning i always felt bad because when i was at my lowest point i was playing music and, and i remember i moved down to nashville and i moved in with a guy and uh and he's like, you know, if you're going to have any girls over here, just let me know. I said, dude, all I'm going to do is work and sleep. He thought I was kidding. And I wasn't, I, I wasn't kidding. And I was there to write, I moved to Nashville to write songs and I would leave on Wednesday to go play music. I'd leave Wednesday, get back Sunday and Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday morning. I was, you know, up, showered, off to write, write a song and then back. You know what I mean? It wasn't, but it was such a, it was such a simple life that again, I, I couldn't even screw it up. And it was just, it was a great way to, it's a, it was a great way to, to live. And it's also, that's a, that's a really easy way, you know, for you, you've made your business your priority. And if you've got a family and you've got a, a wife and kids, then that way, if you simplify everything else, then you can make sure to keep the things that are important to you a priority. You got more time for your 
for your wife, for your kids, for your husband, for whatever, you know, whatever is your purpose or your meaning. You just, if you simplify the things that you have to do, brushing your teeth, (laughs) working out, eating, it just leaves more time for the important stuff, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I guess a couple more things we'll say on that. Um, You have to have systems in place uh, to reduce the possibility error, which is basically what you just said. Um, and increase the possibility of success, you know, think about, you know, different things, you know, how, how they pave a road. They've got a certain way they do it. You know, they clear the ground first and whatever else they do. But, you know, they have a certain system in place. And if, if they would screw up that order, it'd screw everything up. And if, if you know, the guy would show up one day and say, hey, let's have a little variety. Can you, he'd get fired. Right, right, you know? right, 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 right. Um, you know, how does somebody become a doctor? There's an exact order to that. Right. You know, how do you build a house? That's a great one, you know. Um, you know, there's a certain way you do it. You don't want to do the um, roof first this week? No. <laughs> you know, there's a certain way you do it, and if you don't follow that, it's it's there's going to be problems. Um, so you need to be able to measure your successes and your failures. So you need to be able to measure, you know, wh- whatever your goal may be. It doesn't even have to be, nutri- doesn't even have to be weight loss or, or even fitness. You know, whatever your goal is, write it down and then write a plan how to get to it. I, t- I, I use this scenario or this, um, I'm, I'm not thinking today, but this uh, idea all the time with people. I'm like, if you're in Kansas, which is where we are, and you want to go to Canada, you drive north. You know, um, I lost my notes there for a minute. <clears throat> so you start driving. And say you lose your, uh, what's that thing called? Your compass. Well, your com- not that, but your <laughs> this electronic crap we have. Oh, today. the GPS. Your GPS thing. <laughs> Jamie's out there with a the compass, discovering <laughs> discovering land, riding horseback up to Canada. You know, so you lose you lose your GPS. Yeah. And then it turns back on after you've driven a hundred miles. Yeah. So you, you're going to look at what you've done. And if you're getting, if you're you're successful on getting closer to Canada, then keep doing it. Right. If you're going due south, yeah. Then again, not a big deal, but you need to turn the car around. Yeah. You know, you might be able to get there, but you're just it's going to be a lot longer, <laughs> a lot more difficult. You know, I mean, it's it really is that that simple. You know. Um. So. Whatever it is you're trying, whatever goal it is you're going after, you need to be able to you need to record what you're doing to get to that goal. So, so write down your goal, write down your plan, record what it is you're doing to reach your goals, um, and then you know you need to be able to measure that at certain intervals. You know, with weight loss, with our clients, we usually measure it once a week, and we use other tools as well. You know, we check body fat, um, we ask them how their clothes are fitting. You know, we make sure they're not losing muscle. You know, how's their strength doing? We do that, you know, in recording their workouts. We record everything they do. Um, and, again, if if they were doing different exercises all the time, we'd have no idea if they were getting stronger. Um, you know, and what I tell people all the time on that is, like, if I haven't taught you how to squat yet, why would I teach you a new exercise? Right. So, you know, we have – you know, a handful of exercises. You know, really, the, the exercises we measure with are going to be squat, bench, and deadlift, if our clients can do those. You know, if not, it would be a modification of those. And, <clears throat> you know, we measure those in their workouts. You know, eventually, you know, we'll peak them, you know, over, you know, 12 to 
20 weeks generally and kind of see where their strength levels are so long as they're safe to be doing that and that's a measurement of are we moving in the right direction and i mean with the average person it's so easy to get somebody stronger you just got to have them they just got to be consistent you got to correct their technique and and you know have them come in and follow the plan they get stronger Uh, and that's going to ensure they don't lose muscle if i was changing the exercises then I wouldn't be able to teach him how to move properly, number one, because we'd be doing something different every week. Um, and then number two, I'd have nothing to look back on and say, all right, well, you squatted this in May, and now you're doing this with the leg press. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you're stronger. Right. You, know, there's, you know, there's no way to measure that. Well, yeah, and you also, it, it, it keeps it really hard. The, the thing that everybody looks for is momentum. And if you yep. don't, if you, it's like, what, why am I getting this momentum? Well, consistency. Yep. It's always consistency. It's always being able to go through. And even when you're exhausted, mentally exhausted, when you've got that system in place, you don't have to think about it. You're just going through and you're going to, because there are going to be those days that you don't want to do it. But you know what? You've made the commitment. And once you have, it's easier to actually follow through with your commitment to yourself when you've got that momentum and you get that momentum by, being consistent and you know following the plan and 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 staying on track and following systems 100 percent. and a lot of times when you're recording stuff to what you're saying is you can you can start to see your success right away and that will give you momentum as well because you're 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 making progress so that's motivating yeah absolutely so you want to talk about some plates now yeah so so jamie we go back and forth and you know all the time and and i saw this uh this story that got it i don't know when it went viral uh the 21st of july so today is like the 24th i think so it was earlier this week and it was uh there was this line of plates that was being sold at macy's and it essentially just you know it's like it's like the cutesy stuff with the writing on it that's kind of it's kind of trendy right now but they had this plate and it's got like uh the big circle around the outside of the plate says mom jeans. The circle inside of the plate a little bit says favorite jeans. And then the smaller circle says skinny jeans. It's basically, this is, these are the portions you need to eat. If you want to, uh, you know, if you want to eat, if you want to fit in your skinny jeans, eat this portion. If you want to fit in your favorite jeans, eat this portion. If you want to fit in your mom jeans, eat this portion. And so this gal, I don't know who she is. Some, some i think she's a journalist or something reaches out it's like she has red hair yeah like not natural dyed red, red hair yeah it's that it's that uh it's red flag hair not that that means anything <laughs> no it doesn't but uh but she ended up getting these things banned from macy's macy's cave so she got them banned macy's caved and, and pulled that. it right and i i saw this because it, it ties into you know oh, it's Jesus. Yeah, it, it's it, it's so absurd that this body, the body positivity movement, and the thing of it is, like I've known I've known Jamie for a couple of years. I've never ever seen Jamie fat shame anyone, no. ever. I've never se- I've never seen it. I've never heard it when the mics are off and we're just talking smack about whatever. It's never come up like, oh my god, you know. It it just is never come up that way. And what drives me crazy is you're sitting here. And and Jamie said it before, but you would never ever celebrate anorexia or something that was negative. And for some reason, it's okay to sit there and say, "Well, no, no, they're 
they're fine. We need to celebrate the fact that somebody's 40 pounds overweight. Now, I'm not saying to shame somebody because of that, but to have these plates to reach out. And then, I mean, it's, it's a bigger issue than what we're dealing with. But I just think it goes back to the thing that we harp on it on this part on this podcast on our social media it's just you've got to be honest with yourself and and that's what this stuff is like look if you want to lose weight it is this simple and and this these these plates are not designed these are not weight loss tools right now i know that uh you know i mean the thing is though is that could be helpful it, it really i mean it really i know weight watchers did a thing where they they actually i think they had paper plates or something with like an actual yeah. portion control thing i mean this is this is purely just supposed to be cute and funny right yeah. but 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 the thing of it is it's kind of it, it's 100 percent true but what what's more amazing is the fact that that they're they're getting banned and i still just think it goes back to the fact that people don't want to be honest with themselves and sit there and, and take personal responsibility for where they are, whether it be, look, if, if you're 30 pounds overweight, well, nobody's force feeding you that cake, that McDonald's, whatever. Like nobody it's that's on you. And if, if that's what you want and you're happy, then accept it. But don't don't sit there and pretend like it's healthy and don't blame other people for you being in that situation. I don't know. It just I, I saw that story and I just oh, when I saw it, it was really after they got banned. Because I mean, if you want to complain about it, that's one thing. But for these companies to sit there and to pull these plates out of Macy's like they're an affront to some kind of overweight people, it's just it, it blows my mind. Well, the thing that bothers me about this is live your life however you want, right? But don't encourage other people to sink the ship with you. Yeah, and that's what bothers me about it. You know, we learned about these type of people in, when I was in college. Um, they were they're called saboteurs, um, and basically, you know, successful people. You know, and I'm not I'm, successful people in weight loss, health, whatever it is, make the people around them feel guilty. So then they shame them into having a drink, eating cake. Whatever it is. So what you have here is this person is trying to encourage other people to be unhealthy just like her um, to make her feel better about herself. Right. And like I said, live your life however you want to. But to encourage other people to be unsuccessful, whether it be career, health, relationships like that you're just a horrible person yeah it's really it's a really you know that's what bothers me about it yeah it's a bad way to live your life going like if you if i can't be happy nobody could be happy yes and that's a i mean that's a that's a whole different podcast right there but that is a that's like a it's and it's an epidemic right now you know there's a lot of that going on in a lot of different places but uh yeah i i just it's it's that's the incredible thing about it. it's like well you how dare you fat shame somebody well how dare you success shame somebody exactly you know oh well you spend all your time in the gym why is that why does that bother you you don't spend obviously spend all your time in the gym and that's fine like i'm not gonna you know i mean i'm but i i wouldn't if i was if i had a six pack i wouldn't go after somebody that was you know chunky or whatever and if they had if they were happy then fine if not again it's like look anybody that you see with the life you want has made the sacrifices that you're not willing to make to get there. Absolutely. And that's it's it's that simple. It's like there's no 
there's no magic bullet and you know the the our our facebook and instagram post today it was like there was something i i saw this on twitter and i had to share it on our accounts and it was um essentially it talks about uh let me pull it up really quick um All right. When a veterinarian says your animal is overweight, you don't put them on keto, intermittent fasting, or a detox. You reduce their consumption, increase the quality of their food, and exercise them more. And I looked at that, and I'm like, that is such a – it's it's so simple, and it's so true. And again, I look at my – my dog eats the same food every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's the most, the most in shape person in my house. But again, if, if he did get heavy, then I would do the exa- – I, I wouldn't put him on some wacky-ass – diet or or training program but whatever you know um you know something else i was gonna say there um is you know some of the things that have changed my life were the people that that believed in me and told me i could be successful so i'm gonna say it again i just think you're a horrible person if you are encouraging somebody to, to, to do things that are going to lead to them not being successful. Uh, that one just really bothers me. Um, and I feel like I'm going to probably get this wrong. I was Catholic growing up, but um, I was not the best Catholic, so I, 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 don't, um, I don't practice like I should or my mom would think I should. Right. So, um, but... Isn't there one that says, "Thou shall do no harm," yeah, or something I mean, like that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's not a it's not a commandment, but it's well, okay, exactly. <laughs> so there, I'm showing what I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, though, my point being is, if you don't want to help somebody, fine, but don't fucking hurt them. Yeah, and that's what that is to me: is you're hurting somebody, you're encouraging them to be mediocre, do whatever you want to do with your own life. Do not encourage somebody to be mediocre. And that's what that shit is. Fucking encourage somebody that they can achieve anything they set their mind to. And I truly believe that. Every single person that walks in my door, you can achieve anything that you are willing to work for. And when you tell somebody they're okay being mediocre, that's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's also you're, you're lying to yourself. When you make those excuses for yourself to, you know what I mean? It's like, no, dude, it's, that's not, it wasn't easier for them to get in shape. It wasn't, it wasn't easier for them to lose weight. They were willing to do the work that had to be done to get that finished. So it's not, it's, it's, and it's so easy to sit there and think if you look at somebody, whether it be in business, I mean, you could be looking at somebody right now and think like, oh, you know, they're, they're so much ahead of me, but the reality of it is you're, you, there's not that much different between them and you. They're just a couple steps ahead of you. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean that you're not going to you're not going to catch up to them. You know, and there's obviously limitations on. You know, I could I could play basketball all day and I wouldn't be able to hang with Jordan, you know, or LeBron or anything like that. But maybe LeBron. I, I could probably make LeBron cry, <laughs> you know, which wouldn't take much. Um, <laughs> But uh, but the thing of it is, I could be a hell of a lot better basketball player than I am now. Just and turn the air conditioner off. What's that? Oh, he get it. cramps. <laughs> All right, we're off the rails. That's a pretty good. Uh, 
Yeah, you know. At least it, you talk about that. The other thing, the other thing that I saw on the internet because I live on the internet uh, for my job is: Did you see the Tom Brady video? Him pulling his jumping off the cliff, jumping with his kid. I saw Costa the beginning of it. I didn't watch it. Oh uh, well, I, I mean, I personally, I didn't think anything of it. It looked like I don't know how young his daughter is. I would guess seven or eight. You yeah. know, and they were cliff jumping. I think in Costa Rica. And everybody lost their mind because he goes to jump, and she ne- didn't necessarily want to, and it looked like he kind of pulled her off the cliff, right? Yeah. But the reality, and when I looked at it, too, I'm like, also, I feel like she was going to jump, but she was scared, and I think he helped pull her away from the rocks. Yeah. You yeah. know? But, again, I, the, we're so far off the rails now because you brought up LeBron and... Cramps uh, in the air conditioner? Yeah, cramps in the air conditioner. In San Antonio? I was trying to, yeah, I was trying to bring... <laughs> I'm trying to bring it back to somebody we like. So as much as I hate the fact that Tom Brady's not my – well, I our quarterback is, you know, Mahomes. I'm not yep. going to – but anyway, we're, we're off the – I'm off the rails. Off the rails all of a sudden. But this is a, this is a good spot, I think. Unless yeah. you, do you have anything else? That's all I got. Thanks for listening today, guys. Uh, I'll let Ryan wrap it up. Yeah, I appreciate it, you guys. Uh, you can check out – you know, please rate, comment, subscribe. We're still trying to um, build our way back from that one-star review whoever whoever might have done that I we cry got, about that every night uh, Jamie has not been able to sleep he talks about the, the sleep switch this is really what it's about um, and it follows on Instagram at Plunkett underscore fitness dot com or Plunkett on Instagram at Plunkett underscore fitness or just check us out online at PlunkettFitness.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Plunkett Fitness Project. Please share with your friends, subscribe, rate, and review. For more info, visit our website, PlunkettFitness.com.